good to see everyone in the house this morning. Won't you smile at your neighbor and say, it's good to see you. Amen. Praise God. Ushers, you can come. Sunday school, you can get ready. Uh, I, this, um, hopefully, how many people went to the uh, marriage seminar yesterday? You went to the marriage seminar. You had a great time, hopefully. I wasn't able to make it. All right. Praise God. That's awesome. Won't you stand, please? We have the youth and young adult lock-in on the 29th. Don't forget about the flyers. Transition, won't you go ahead and continue to worship?
God. Amen. I'm going to be reading a familiar verse of scripture. Before I do that, you do you have that ready? So if you show up during announcement time.
Behold. That was appropriate. <laughs> wow, that, that, that time was impeccable. Who is the sound man? Thumbs up for that sound man. Amen. <laughs> uh, and so we, we're excited about the uh, Easter. I know some people don't like to say Easter, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's Resurrection Day, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's none of them, really. <laughs> it was only one Resurrection Day. It's, it's not every year. <laughs> He's not resurrected every year. So, amen. That's why I just prefer to say Easter. <laughs> That's what people identify. You know, I, I don't esteem one day above the other, so it really doesn't matter to me. But the bottom line is people are going to come out to church on Easter. And we, we, you know, it gives us an opportunity as the people of God uh, to minister to those who may, may, they may only come in the building once a year. And you don't look down on that. Say they only come, you know, people say they only come to church once a year. So what? <laughs> Let's use that. And so, uh, amen. I'm believing that this is going to, I, I want you, I desire you to be in prayer. Uh, we may have some fasting just leading up to that, um, to be in prayer uh, for that service. Two, two Easter's ago, I think we had ten people, how many, eight or nine, ten, seven people? Eight? Okay, y'all can argue about it at the uh, at this over. <laughs> I, I knew it was something like people were baptized in Jesus' name, and I don't know if had a couple of people received the Holy Ghost and things of that nature. I believe this is going to be one of those type of services. If you're in this building and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence, the initial evidence of uh, speaking in another language uh, as the Spirit gives utterance, um, not that you need to wait to Easter by any stretch of the imagination. If you want the Holy Ghost, you have faith for it. We'll pray for you and God will fill you according to your faith. Amen. I believe that. But I'm, I'm believing for an outpouring on Easter. And I'm believing that the people of God are going to be believing for the same thing, praying for the same thing, and uh, pray people through. Now, obviously, it depends on people's hunger and desire and things of that nature. But I believe, uh, just like that particular two years ago, last year we did something different. It was, it was great service, but we did something different. Didn't feel led, led to go into that direction. But two Easter's ago, we actually targeted, we, we, we did a, uh, a dramatization. Similar to what we're doing to this Easter, we had someone, we had uh, a scene of the cross and went through all that. And we talked about baptism, why Jesus died, and, and you know, you get what you preach. And so I believe that uh, this Easter, we're going to do the same thing. The results are the Lord's business. We're going to sow, we're going to water, we're going to plant. His business as far as increase is concerned. Amen. We just need to do what God is asking us to do. Praise God. Well, anyway, we kind of, I got you to stand and then we put the video on. Uh, so I'm going to get you to stand again for the reading of the word and then you're going to be seated again. Amen. 
Amen. Uh, just to let you know, we will show this video each week because we had different people coming each week. So leading up to Easter, that's four Sundays in a row. So we'll show that. And so at the beginning of the, uh, the announcements, they'll put it on the screen. I'll know that they're ready to do it. We'll go on. Praise God. Genesis chapter 6. Again, we're going to be reading some uh, familiar verses of Scripture to many of you, that is. Amen. I'll be reading at verse number 5. I may read a few verses for context. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only, was, uh, only evil continually. I'm going to read that again. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Now, this was obviously just before he destroyed the earth and the wickedness was great. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart, of man's heart, was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord. That word repented there is not the same word that is defined as repentance on our part. But God was sorry, sorrowful, uh, that he made man on the earth. He, it grieved him in his heart that uh, he made man. Now, you, you have to understand this while you're standing, that it's not like God, it was an, uh, a surprise to God. He didn't know that it would take place. Hello? He knew it. But he, it's not that God changed his mind. Uh, because he already knew in advance. But it report, repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man, whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. And here we are, we think that God is destroying all of mankind because he changed his mind about man. God did not change his mind. Because he foreknew. Amen. And so, but Noah. Everybody say, but Noah. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You can be seated. I want to talk to you this morning, I don't know, preach to you, hopefully, I guess, uh, on this subject, stay on board. Quite simply, stay on board. Amen. God, in his infinite wisdom, his foreknowledge, uh, God, he lives, the Bible says, uh, in eternity. Amen. Uh, God knows all things. Amen. And so there's nothing that has transpired that God did not know already. Many times in Scripture, it appears that something is uh, uh, maybe uh, 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 new to the, Lord, to the Lord or may, may have taken him by surprise, but that is not the case. Sometimes when you read the, the language or the, the translation, 
It says that God said, I'm going to come down and and see if this thing is so. But it's not talking from a case that he doesn't know. Uh, It's not talking from a case that, well, I got to check it out and see. But God God already knows. He does a little investigation and and he... He, uh, he, he involves himself in the process. And, and so when God sees and he knows and, and it hasn't occurred yet, he, he knows by his foreknowledge, but not by his experience with it because it hadn't happened yet. What you are going to do in five minutes hadn't happened yet. Even to God, it hadn't happened yet, but in the mind and in the uh, eyes of God, God has already seen it. Amen. i just give you an example. I hadn't eaten, but I know I'm going to eat. I got a good idea what I'm going to eat, and I know how it's going to taste. Now, something may happen to prevent that. I don't know because I'm not God. You see, but nothing can prevent God from everything that he already knows about. He, it, it, it's going to, uh, to transpire and happen, uh, but he already knows about it. He knew that men would sin. He knew Adam and Eve would fall. He knew that this creation would get to this point. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. And so, as a matter of fact, it also tells us that he's the firstborn that created. Everything that God did, he did after he created the logos, after he created the word, after he became uh, a finite entity, because God was an infinite entity. And he created a finite entity, meaning logos, and then created time. And space. And that's not my message. But you have to understand the progression of things. And so, and then he created all the heavens and the earth. So he knew exactly what would transpire because he's already aware of what's going to happen a thousand years from now. We only know it by revelation or by reading. He's already there. Amen. He knows exactly every single thing, every dot, every tittle. So he knew that men would sin. But the, the, uh, the depth and the greatness of man's sin had so filled the earth. The earth was, you can uh, turn to Genesis 6, verse number 5. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth to the daughters, yeah, okay. Which one of you? Yeah, five was the one. Yeah, there we go. Five. That's one. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. All the thoughts of man's heart. Now, this was, I, I, this was uh, thousands of years ago. And depending on what theologian you, you, you talk to or, or whatever. But this was thousands of years ago. And God saw that this, the evil was so great that he was going to destroy the earth. 
That was a long time ago. Now, last time I checked, it's getting a whole lot worse. Now, I don't, I don't I, you know, I, some of you, I don't know. May, maybe you like this world. If, if you like this world, that, that's fine. That's fine. Everybody can like what they want. But I'm sorry, I don't like this world. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I... I <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm looking for the world that is to come. I don't know about you. Every morning I wake up, I'm looking for Jesus. See, some of you are still trying to have fun. Some of you still believe a lie that there's something else out there that's going to make you feel so secure, so good, and so wonderful. There's that, oh, hallelujah. There's, there's this right Mr. Right out there for you. Cinderella is out there waiting. You're just trying to get that slipper. Hallelujah. Amen. There's some greenbacks somewhere. There's a scratch-off lottery ticket somewhere you're about to get. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all not laughing. So I wonder why. <laughs> There's something out there. There's a vacation that's going to make me feel so good. That now I'm just going to reach that peak. I'm going to feel so good about this world. Uh, There's the perfect job. There's going to be this job that's going to make me make, going to cause me to make so much money. You keep on believing that here. Now, I'm not into and I'm not even into the, the message yet. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. It's a crazy thing. So, uh, it, what's this guy? I, uh, Justin, what's the guy's name? Just, who? Bieber. Be, is it Bieber or Bieber? Bieber. Bieber. It sounds like you're saying Bieber. What is it? Bieber. Justin Bieber. I, it was, uh, I, I was in the, um, I think it was the pharmacy, CVS Pharmacy. And, and 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 he was on the on the uh, magazine. Now apparently, I guess he got a lot. Is he an actor, singer? What is he? Yeah, I know he's something. He's a singer, right? Well, when you look at the guy now, I I I heard the name before, so I know it. And I I, I and I, apparently he must have a lot of money, right? He got a lot of money, right? Huh? He, I'm talking about big money. I'm not talking about faking like he got money. And obviously a lot of fame. Even I heard of him. I just don't. <laughs> but, and they say on the on the, on the um, the thing that he was uh, battling depression or, or in rehab. I forget what it was or whatever. It was something like that I read. It's like, and, but I, I, a couple of years ago, I used to hear the name all the time. You know? And uh, I'm like, okay, and people want to be like him. They want his fame and his fortune. Because if you get his fame and his fortune, and you get everything he has, you're going to be all right. You're going to be set up, right? And I guess he probably can get any any girl he wants. When I looked at the guy, huh? He's married. He still can get any girl he wants. <laughs> that really hadn't changed much. 
I'm not endorsing it. I'm just telling you how it is. You know how it is. Amen. And especially the life he's living is probably that's the case. But, and I'm like looking, I was like, okay, this guy, he's supposed to be all this, that, and the other, and he's in rehab, and he's in de- and depressed, and on pills, and all that kind of stuff. So they, they, they would have you to believe that this world, when you get to the top, like he's gotten to the top, you're going to feel a whole lot better. They're lying to you. So, again, I, I really don't like this world. I, I, I can't stand this world. When I get up, I'm like, God, thank God I have you. I don't have to be duped with some scheme, some lie, some fantasy, some fairy tale, something that's not really going to happen. I, you know, I don't have to... <laughs> They, they, and they, they try to act like the we we just have it bad, you know. Christians, y'all y'all are duped. Y'all are y'all y'all believe in that silly mess, and y'all y'all need that as y'all crutch. You you know you you need to y'all y'all are weak. Well, I admit that's the first thing they write in. I'm weak. He's strong. I want their strength anyway. But the point is, is you you know you need a crutch. They say. And you, you need that because you can't deal with and cope with reality. No, I can't cope with your reality. I can cope with his reality. And what kills me is that they say that I need a crutch, but they got to have their happy hour. I don't need a happy hour. I'm sorry. They got to have that little drink. Now, see, one time I needed my drink and everything else. And some of you, you know, close your ears. You, you virgin ears, y'all don't need to hear this. <laughs> y'all raised in church, y'all need to hear this. <laughs> you know? Oh, some people weren't raised in the church like you weren't raised in the church. And he, he you know, he was a clean-cut guy. He never did anything. Wink, wink. <laughs> he said that's a lie. That's all I said, wink, wink. All right? But the, the point is this. You know, <laughs> we, and I, I, but the thing is, he's, you know, he, he keep it together, whatever. He, he don't let you know, but he knows he needs Jesus. <laughs> so it doesn't matter where you come. You know you need Jesus. We don't know our heart, but we know what's in our heart. We don't know our heart. But I guarantee you know what's in there. You know some stuff is in there that's not right. You know it's not right. Now, if you think your heart is all right, please, 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 please. Here, here's the mic. And then I want to see your angel's wings. And I want to make sure you're not one of the fallen angels because they probably still got wings. Amen. Because even some of them fell. Try to like your angel. But the Bible says that 
The earth was so filled with violence and corruption. Kind of sound familiar, doesn't it? Kind of sound like the day we're living in, doesn't it? I mean, in every turn, I mean, everything, anything that's right and good, man, you get laughed at. Hey, I, what, any, any high school kids that got around me? Raise your hand in your high school. Y'all know, know, if you try to act goody two-shoe, you know it, come on. They, they put so much pressure on you, right, to be dripping, dope, fat. Give me some other, you, the bomb, you bad. All that. Then you go say something like, <laughs> really? Huh? They get shocked, right? Now, I know they were shocked in the day I lived in when I was that age. That was a long time ago. We had to, I mean, I think they just invented the wheel. Dinosaurs are still roaming the earth. That was a long time ago. Amen. <laughs> you go talking that stuff. And, and but we're in that day. Now, now, the Bible tells us that in, in the days of Noah, it had gotten to such a place that it grieved God that he created man. He wasn't going to change and take everything out. Amen. But he, it grieved him that he created man. He knew he had a salvation plan. He knew that he was going to have to start things over again. And the Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Can you go to that scripture? Now, here we go. We're getting somewhere. Now, God says, hey, I'm going to, verse number 7, 6, 7 talks about, God said, I'm going to destroy man from the face of the earth. I'm going to destroy every creeping thing, every, you know, y'all weren't about the creeps. God said, I'm going to destroy them too. Every creeping thing, everything that's breathing, he said, I'm going to take them all out. That God was going to, he, he was done. But, now see, y'all gloomy, God, God destroyed. People don't want to hear about that. You know, people just want to hear about the grace of God. Oh, God is just so, he is. And he's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. He's a loving God. But let me tell you something, folks. I want to remind you that God says one day he's coming and he's going to judge this earth again. The same way, not in the exact same manner, but the same way he judged Noah in that day, in that earth, in that day, he's going to judge in this day. He said, just like it was in the day of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. We are embarking on that day. Make no mistake about it. God said that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. How many got grace right here? Raise your hand, you got grace. Guess what? Grace wasn't enough for Noah. I'm going to take a little drink. Uh-huh. You're wrong, preacher. We're saved by grace and, and nothing else. I heard, I heard, I hear that so many times. You know, because I listen to the, you know, Christian music. Christian music. 
And 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 soon as those guys get there, you're saved by grace and grace alone and nothing else. And and some of you bought into that. And, and nothing else can save you. And, and, and I'm like, okay. And you can't lose your grace. I'm like, oh, I got so many scriptures that say you can fall for, fail for the grace of God. And you can't lose it. Once you're saved, you're always saved. There's nothing you can do to take away from God's grace. I'm like, oh, my goodness. What, what scriptures are he reading? I'm here to declare that grace isn't enough. I think I got your attention now because you want to say, show me the scriptures. I'm going to show you right after this. Right after God says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That wasn't just it. Everybody say grace isn't enough. Even if you don't believe it, grace isn't enough. <laughs> so we find that after God says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That God came and gave Noah some instructions. And so he said, Noah, this is what I want you to do. I want you to build an ark made of gopher wood. You can turn there if you want to. The next few verses, if you want to, we can do a read along if you're going to turn with me. And these are the generation verse number. Go to verse number 11 for time's sake. That the earth was, uh, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Next verse, and behold, God uh, and look, and God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted His way upon the earth. And God said, "Now this is after God said Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now Noah found grace, and God said, Noah, the end of all flesh is coming to me." For the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Next verse. Now, here's what I want you to do. God gave Noah instruction after Noah found grace. I'm going to say it again. God gave Noah instructions after he found grace. The word grace means uh, just the, the generic or the base means favor. Noah found favor. Now, if God is going to show you favor, he's also going to have to give you some instruction. So favor was the beginning. Amen. And I know grace is a little bit more than favor, but that's just the generic. That's just the basic or whatever. All right. I understand that. All right. But he found favor in the eyes of the Lord. So God says, hey. I'm checking you out, Noah. Hey, you, you're trying to get do things right. You're trying to get right. And, and the reason why we know Noah wasn't perfect because got out, after he got out of the ark, he did some stupid stuff. Okay, some very unwise stuff. Right? So we know he wasn't perfect. Even the Bible says he was perfect and upright in his day. And I don't believe that, per- that word perfect means he was like Christ without sin. It just meant he was complete, upright, mature. He, he had a walk with God. And the Bible says that Noah walked with God. It didn't make him perfect. Can I tell you that I don't care how long you walk with God, you'll never be perfect. Stop beating yourself up. Stop downing yourself. Stop, you know, being, being your worst enemy. But that's not an excuse to live in sin. I said that's not an excuse to live the way we think we should. Oh, hallelujah. 
as a way that seemed right to a man. We got to decide, hey, I, I need to come up out of God didn't call, uh, call us uh, to live in sin. God didn't save us to stay in sin. God saved us to deliver us out of sin. Amen. He, to deliver us out of bondage. Uh, to deliver us out of corruption. To deliver us out of that mindset. Don't tell me that God can't deliver you. It's not... It's not too hard for God. His arm is not short. You may be struggling with something here today. Hey, you may have had uh, a certain thing in your life that you haven't been able to shake. I'm telling you what, you can be delivered if you want to be delivered. It may not happen overnight. It may not happen in a minute, in a moment. But if you want to be delivered, you can be delivered. You can be set free from every vice, every sin, every weight. You don't have to be bound. Oh, hallelujah. I wish I had some faith. See, we accept everything that the world tells us. And the world will tell us, hey, God created this line. But we can, we can blur the line. And as long as the line is not there, don't worry about it. I'm telling you, some of the scariest moments I have in driving is when it's pouring down raining and it's dark and I can't see the line. I hate it. If I can just see the lines, I'm all right. Because I'm banking on, if I see the line, everybody else see the line. And if I can stay in the lines, I can stay in my lanes, I can get to where I'm going. I don't need the lines blurred. I'm here to tell you, if you're going to live for God, you must see the lines that God has drawn. He's drawn lines and he's drawn boundaries. Amen. Got to see them lines. It's filled with corruption and violence. The earth is wicked. The earth is dark. It's bad. Stop talking about how bad the earth is and we're going to live that way too. Oh, I'm going to say it again. Stop talking about how bad the earth is and we're going to live that way too. Kettle calling the pot black or the pot calling the kettle black. I don't know which one it is. Both of them. Amen. Point is, God called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And when he called us out, he called us to get on board. He said, Noah... I'm calling you out of this place. Noah, hey, I'm going to give you my favor. I'm going to give you my grace. But you need to do something. Noah, I'm going to give you some instructions. You're going to have to build your own salvation. Oh, I'm going to, oh, here we go. See, I'm not going to give you salvation. you got to build your salvation. Bible says that Noah being warned of God, can you do, can you, can you put that on Hebrews chapter uh, 11? 
uh, maybe verse number, is it like eight, something like that? Nine, ten, somewhere around there, I think. I didn't mean to get to this, but let's get to it. Seven, okay, but Noah, by faith, by faith, by faith. Again, I'm going to say grace isn't enough. By faith. As a matter of fact, because some people say, I'm going to get to that part. I'm kind of skipping. The Bible said, uh, people say this. You're saved by grace and grace alone. And my Bible says you're saved by grace through faith. You don't have faith. As a matter of fact, the scripture says we have access into this grace by faith wherein we stand. You don't have faith. Guess what? You don't have access to grace. That's Romans chapter 5. I believe verse number 8 somewhere around there. I'm going to always say somewhere around there. You, you have access into the grace of God. Nope. I guess verse 3. So you're going to make me turn there somewhere around there. You have access by, no, yeah, there we go. Go to verse 1. Okay, there we go. Verse 2. By faith, there is, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. All right? So you don't have access except for by faith. And now go back to Hebrews since you're going with me. I didn't mean to teach this morning, but here we go. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ox. See, sometimes even fear will save you. Prepared an ox to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. And so, some, you, you know, it's your faith that's going to save you. It was his faith that caused him to prepare the ark. I'm telling you what. It, oh, hallelujah. Uh, you can be fearful of what this world going to do to you. You can be fearful of what this world thinks about you. You know why some people can't live for God? Because they're so busy worrying about everybody around them, how they're going to think of it. You know how it is. How old are you? You're, tw- you're 20 already? Oh, 20. Hey, go ahead. I thought you was 18. Well, I'm sorry. That was an insult. Was that an insult? No. It should be a compliment, right? You don't care. It doesn't matter. So, go. come on, stand up. Just walk across there. Cool dude, right? And see, come on, going back over here. So he has this, you know, I'm a, I'm a polite, cool, thank you, cool dude, church guy. Now, out on the street, about three gangsters hanging around, no, ten gangsters hanging around. Now, I don't know about you, but I ain't going to walk. I'm going to slow it up a little bit. My shoulders may go back and forth. 
And I ain't going to have my pants all down like that. Right, right, right. Go, Hi, how you doing? I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? What's going on, fellas? Right? That's okay. Now, I ain't going to, hey, what's, what, you know. Word, man. That's probably old. I don't know. <laughs> like, word. Nobody say that anymore. <laughs> what do they say now? They say word. Huh? Okay. Huh? What's good? That's what they say now? What's up? Is that it? What's up? What's up? That's what they say. What's up? That sounds crazy. Why? Because of peer pressure. See, this world will try to shape you and mold you. But I can't be fearful what this world can do to me. I got to be so fearful, I got to prepare my ark. I got a question. Are you so fearful of God that you're preparing your ark? You see, one day he's coming. One day he's splitting the sky open. He said, just like it was in the days of Noah, it's going to be like that in the days of the Son of Man. Oh, yes, it's wicked. It's bad. It's corrupt. What are you going to do? Hey, I tell you what I'm going to do. I tell you why I get up on a Sunday morning. I tell you why I come to church on a Thursday. I tell you why I'm uh, into the things of God. It's because I'm preparing my ark. You got to prepare your ark to the saving of your soul. I didn't say I was perfect. To the contrary. You, 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 you're around here long enough, I'm going to disappoint you. As a matter of fact, you're around here long enough, I'm going to upset you. As a matter of fact, if you're around here long enough, I'm going to get you mad. Chances are, if I don't do any of those, I probably didn't do my job. Uh-huh. I said, if I didn't do any of those, chances are I, I haven't done my job. Why? Because I'm not living to please you. Because at the end of the day, at the end of my life, I'm going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, not your seat. <laughs> you can judge me all you want while you're on this side. I could care less. There's one seat I got to worry about. That's his judgment seat. I'm going to do my best. But your best will never be good enough for everybody. And, and if you don't know my intentions, and see, that's the whole thing, the, the, the intentions of the heart. See, God is the only one who knows the intentions of the heart, the, the motives. And so that's why you can't, you know, question somebody's motives. You always got to get the people the benefit of the doubt. You know, they may do something, but you might, you don't know what they did. You don't know why. So it's like this. If you happen, if you stepped on my foot, I could say, I know he did that on purpose. He saw my foot. He had all that room to go around and he stepped on my foot anyway. He just trying to, and he know he's heavy. He know he's lifting weights. Why did he step all on my foot? I bet you don't step on anybody else's foot. See, he saw me come. You got it all figured out. Maybe he just tripped up and stepped on your foot, and God was just using it to see how you, what were you going to do with it. So I, I got to get a benefit, the brother, the benefit of the doubt. I let God judge him. The last thing I want to do is end up in hell because I judge somebody wrongly. 
when God is the judge. So we just got to make sure our hearts are right. I can't worry about your heart. You need to stop worrying about my heart. I just choose to believe that there are some good people that's trying to do right in the world. They're not in the world. They're in the ark. You say, what is the ark? See, this is it. God said, in those days, he told Noah, I want you to build an ark. And, and, and see, Jesus said it this way. Hey, I'm going to tell you, Peter, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The Bible tells us that we are the habitation, built up a habitation of God. So God says, I'm building up the habitation. And it's the people of God. They're the ones who are in the household of God. God said, hey, hey, just like in the days of Noah, and God delivered Noah and his family. The family of God is going to be saved. And so he's got to help prepare the ark. I don't believe Noah was preparing the ark by himself. I believe Sister Noah was handing him uh, uh, pitch and slime. I believe uh, Brother Shem was handing him gopher wood. Amen. Oh, I believe they all were in on it. Amen, because, hey, if you're going to get in this thing, you're going to help it out. You're going to help build it. See, you know, I hate people talking about the church. They ain't trying to help build up the church. Oh, this is so wrong. I I see this problem in the church. I see that problem. Hey, if you want to get into the ark, won't you help out? You see some chip wood, won't you go pick up another one? Oh, I see a little hole. Won't you fill a hole up? Why are you going to complain about the ark? It's your boat of salvation. You can complain about the church all you want to. That's the only thing that's riding. Hallelujah. That's the only thing that's going up. The Bible says that's the only thing that's going to be saved. You can talk about the church all you want to. Praise God. And so he said, Noah, you found grace. But now I'm going to give you some instruction. This was my, his grace was saying, hey, I will deliver you. And I'm going to give you some instructions. That was the grace of God. Noah, you didn't earn it. Never said you earned it. I never said you can earn it. I'm saying you found grace in the eyes of God. God said, I'm going to give you some instructions to be saved. It's like this. If this building was uh, on fire, if the front doors were, were, were consumed with fire and smoke, Amen. And, and I knew a way to get out. Praise God. And I tell you, I know the way out. I'm going to do this just because you're okay with me. And I'm going to show you the way out. Now, you can just say, well, I believe him. Some people say, well, all you got to do is believe. Okay. All Noah had to do is just believe. 
No, believing wasn't enough. Grace wasn't enough. And, and then God could have given him instructions. And Noah said, okay, I don't need to do that. I'm telling you what, if you really had the grace of God, you got the instructions. And guess what? You're going to follow the instructions. Too many people want to be saved without instruction. Just let me live in my own world, my own life. Noah could have said, okay, God, I found grace, and I want to continue living in this world. God said, no, this world is not your home. You're just passing through. No, you can't stay here. It's corrupt. It's filled with violence. Hey, I got to destroy it. And now, you got something new. And so God said, I want you to prepare. You see, there's only one ark. There was only one door. There was only one window. It was only one way to get into the ark. Can I, oh, hallelujah. Can I tell you there's only one way to get in? There's only one door. There's only one truth. There's one Lord, one Father, one Spirit, one baptism. One. Amen. I'm not talking about there's only one, and, and if you think I'm talking about this, I'm not talking about just one, but there is one church, and I'm not talking about every church. I'm not trying to talk, I'm just saying there's only one. You just got to find out which one's obeying the instructions. Because God left some instructions. And one day, God said, okay, Noah, you finished preparing. I want you to get in the ark. Get on board. Now, they're not just Noah, but his sons and his sons' wives. They got on board. Can I tell somebody this morning? I don't care what's going on in the world. I'm, and the, the Bible says this. that, that and, and Several scriptures says they were partying. Matthew chapter 24. They were partying. And they were married and giving in marriage, and they had a good. They were having a good time. The Bible says until the day that uh, uh, Noah went into the ark. Hey, they were having. Hey, they were having a good time. Is that what the scripture says? Partying, they were giving in marriage and marrying. They were they were, they were celebrating. Hey, everything was going. They were living the way they wanted to. Man, they were doing right. They were. Oh yes, this party won't end. Can I tell you, this party's about to end it? Can I tell you somebody, hey, you think you're having fun in this world? It's about to end. Oh, that's pleasure in sin, but only for a season. But that's pleasure in him forevermore. And so, God gave Noah instruction. Hey, it's over. I want you to enter. I want you to Get on board. Can I tell somebody, you need to get on board. Now, I want, now I'm telling you, that ark wasn't a thing of beauty. Uh, can y'all give me a few more minutes? That ark was, now, now, if I'm going to get on a boat, and I really, you know, I've been on fishing boats, gotten sick. I'll get on them again. I've been on rowboats. I've been on boats that's capsided when I was young, going crabbing and fishing and all that. And, you know, so, you know, I, I, boats, you know. But if I'm going to get on a boat, matter of fact, I went on, what was that, what's that boat called? The Bay Lady, whatever that you take a cruise in the harbor? Spirit of Baltimore. 
something like that, whatever, ate their food and all that. This was just last year, you know, and I didn't get sick either. You know, I, I, I don't mind getting on boats. I'll, I'll do some boating again or whatever, as long as you stay in the bay or, you know, stay in the, you talking about going out there. My wife been trying to get me to take a, a cruise. Now, for, well, first of all, I understand I'm not scared. I'm not afraid. I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not afraid of boats and or, or water. I really am not. I love water, actually, as long as the soap and wood. But I, I, I. That's not the thing. The thing is, I just don't like being sick. And, oh, it's going to be fine. The boat is bigger. But when you get out there, the water is bigger. <laughs> a big cruise ship in the, in, 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 in the harbor. Oh, you're not going to get sick. You get out there in the ocean, you're talking about, well, <laughs> you're talking about 50 feet in the air when you're in a storm. No. I'm not getting in there. So she said, well, I want to do that one day. I'm like, go right ahead. You won't go. I'm not going. Sorry. I'll go in a, you know, we go on an island and all that. Go on an island, fine. I'm not getting on a cruise boat. And if I had, if I, if I wanted to go on a, 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 a boat, it would be a cruise ship. I mean, they really nice. I'll just ask them, where you going? <laughs> you going to Atlantic Pacific? Count me out. I'm all, wait. <laughs> Drop me off once you get to the, the deep stuff. Right? Amen. Or if you can beat it and get back to, because I don't, I don't like being seasick. Right? But if I'm going to get on, on, on a ship, if I had my, my, my choice to get on a ship, it would be on a cruise ship. I mean, because they look nice. Right? I mean, they're huge. Fancy and all that. Amen. I'm sorry. You look at that boat that Noah had, that wasn't inviting. That's probably why he couldn't get anybody on board. <laughs> no, you and your sons built that, man. You guys are farmers. You got, y'all don't know about no boats. I ain't seen any rain. What is that thing anyway? You want me to get up there with animals too? You talking about you going to have some lions and tigers and bears? Oh, no, I'm not getting up there. Monkeys and all that, throwing stuff around. Oh, no. No, I'm not getting on there. Look at that thing. Why would, and, you you know, slime and pitch and mortar and gopher wood? Man, you're going to use, use some, some oak, man. What are you doing? He was following God's instruction. You see, I'm going to tell you like this. It may not look pretty on the outside. Oh, it may not look inviting on the outside. <laughs> I said, you standing on the outside of the ark? You're saying, I don't want to come in until the floods come, until judgment come, until the rains come. And then you're going to be saying, hey, I wish I was on board. It may not look so inviting right now. It may not look pretty right now. But let me tell you something. The church is the only ark that's going to save you. It may not look like a thing of beauty. It was only one ark, though. 
There's only one church. It's not. Oh, That's what it kills me with, you know, people looking for this, this grand, everything is just grand, right? Now, I'm, I'm into look nice looking buildings and, you know, whatever case may be, and, but let me tell you something. If everything has to be just right, I believe God is always going to allow, allow for some wrinkles in the program. You know, it got too many professionals. Everything got to be professionalism. Jesus came walking out of the carpenter shop. He chose some fishermen, tax collectors, some zealots, some rebels. And he said, hey, I'm going to choose them. He didn't go to those guys that had it all together. He didn't waste his time. As a matter of fact, he started talking about them. Vipers. Generational vipers, you hypocrites. Oh, can I tell you, if you feel like you don't measure up, you're in the right place. I'm not talking about this building. I'm talking about the household of faith. I'm telling you what, if things don't look so pretty from the outside, don't let the outside dupe you. Hey, the Bible tells us that there's only one way, and I'm choosing to stay on board. Can I just tell somebody this morning, no matter what you're going through in life, stay on board. Don't get out. It's the only way. It may get a little noisy. It may get a little smelly. It may seem dark. Hey, it may get uncomfortable. You may even get seasick. You may get discomfort. You may get disgruntled. Hey, hey, maybe Noah's getting on your nerves. Maybe Shem and Ham and Japheth. Maybe they just getting on your nerves. Hey, maybe the sound of the animals. It doesn't matter what's going on. It's the only way to be saved. I'm not going to leave the church. I must stay in the church. Stay on board. No matter how dark it gets on the outside, no matter how much the storms may come and the winds may blow, stay on board. People think, well, I get in the ark. I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to take it easy. I'm telling you what, when you get on the ark, there's still going to be work to do. When you get on the ark, things are not going to be smooth. Things are still going to be difficult. But one day, one day the storm is going to cease. One day the waters are going to abate. And God is going to say, come on out of this. And, and you will enter into a new place in him but you got to decide I'm going to stay on board I'm going to stay in the church hey I'm going to make sure I get things right it's nothing like the church there's no entity like the church I've seen so many people I'm, I'm coming to a close I don't even know what time it is you come on Mr. Piano Man I'm telling you what, it's just getting crazy. I mean, I don't hate you. people. Just people are losing their mind, and I'm not talking about just out there. 
I said, I'm not just talking about out there. I've seen some people living, living with God and walking with God. Who, who the, the, you know, they, they, they just start losing their mind. Amen. I mean, they were walking with God and hand to hand and shoulder to shoulder, listening to the Lord, getting instruction from him. And walking in his favor and, and walking in the light and walking in righteousness. And, and all of a sudden, something comes along their way. And they just start moonwalking. I don't know how to do it, but you get the point. Losing their place in God. Nothing is worth it. There's no pleasure in this earth worth it. There's no vice. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Nothing in this world is going to get me out of the ark. Can you imagine Brother Shem saying, you know what? Brother Ham, I'm sick and tired of Hearing you and your wife complaining. Sister Javis, you know what? You can't, you can't get anything right. Won't you stay on the third floor? You're always coming on my floor. Sister Noah, mom, you, you favoring this person. Why, why are you always over there with Brother Ham? I mean, they were, they were in there for over a year, if you didn't know that. They weren't in there just for 40 days. They were in there for about a year. Now, come on. Oh, it was real up in that house. Now, my, my kids have grown and moved out and all that. But imagine, you know, when your kids get older, you know you can tell the time is coming. The time drops now. You start seeing all signs and wonders and tribulations and trials and <laughs> all these things. You know, oh, it's getting time, you know. My kids are all grown and all that, but uh, having, a, having a year in my house, I can imagine there's going to be some disagreements. There's going to, you know, there's going to be some friction. But where am I going to go? You know, Jesus, he was, he was, he was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to turn this, this, bra- this, 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 this fish. I'm going to multiply the fish and the, the loaves, and and, and uh, somebody is, is dead. I, I'm going to raise them. Oh, this person can't hear. I'm going to give him ear, uh, give him hearing. This person can't see. I'm going to give them sight, and, and I'm going to talk some good stuff like, you know, blessed are thou, are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those that mourn. For they shall be comforted. Blessed are you. You know, people were like, they were eating that up. Oh, yeah, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And then he drew crowds with those type of messages. Then after he got the big crowds, you know what Jesus said? Crowds getting too large. So he starts saying, you know what? I'm the bread that came down from heaven. Eat my flesh. 
He's talking cannibalism. Drinking my blood. Oh my goodness, he's a wicker. Start talking all this crazy stuff. And people start going, pew. That was like roaches turning on the lights. Some of y'all not la- laughing you're like, I don't want them no roaches in here. Turn on them lights. Pew. Man, Jesus turned on the lights. And those jokers, they got it. And he looked at his disciples. He said, and matter of fact, one say, that's a hard saying. Man, you saying some hard stuff. And he started, Jesus started laying it down hard. One guy said, hey, I got to go bury my, my, my dead relative. He said, let the dead bury the dead. Come follow me. What? Hey, you don't hate your mother, your father. He said, you can't be my disciple. I, I, can you imagine some people got bowed up at Jesus? Oh, I know they did. They start throwing stones at him, try to take him out. They try to take out Jesus on many occasions. Because when he starts saying stuff that was really, really, really hard. So he looked at his disciples, and I believe he set them up like that. He starts saying all that, and they start talking about, I'm leaving. People start fleeing. He got healed, got touched, got a good, encouraging word. And then he went and did one of those. Will you walk away from me also? He looked at his close disciples. You've been walking with me. Are you going to walk away now when I start talking some hard stuff? When things get a little difficult, are you going to throw in a towel? And Peter said, I think it was Peter that said, Where home shall we go? You have the words of life. In other words, I don't care how difficult things get. And I don't care what you say, you're not going to pull me away from you. I know where I belong. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leaps me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, will comfort me. He said, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And then he said this, Surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. As long as you're letting Jesus lead you, guess what? Goodness and mercy will follow you. As long as I let Jesus lead me, I can lead goodness and mercy. And then he said this, he said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He said, there's one thing I seek, one thing I desire. I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. I'm going to stay on board. No matter how things get. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, a lot of times people, people don't just jump jump out of you know you don't see people just jumping off jumping out they gradually let things slip and they gradually remove the lines 
doesn't happen overnight. But I have my mind made up. Won't you stand? Doesn't matter what transpire. Pastor may say some things that may kind of rub me the wrong way. He may say some things that I may take it personal. He may say some things that challenges me. Somebody in the church may do something to say something or whatever that make me question. I believe all those things are going to happen. Because I believe those are the things that test us. He said offenses shall come. They must come, he said. And they're going to they're come in the household of God. I, I'm just going to let you know. Because the people that are closest to you will offend you the most. Strangers really can't offend me. Because they don't know me. They can't say anything. I, I, I wouldn't let them. It's the people that are closest to you. That's why it had to be a close disciple that did that to Jesus. To validate his willingness to forgive. Because if it wasn't someone close to him, it wouldn't have mattered. And that's going to be someone close to you. Someone in the church, perhaps. That's going to cross you up. And God is going to want to know what's in your heart. Are you willing to forgive? Are you willing to have a clean slate? Are you willing to stay on board? You stay around here long enough, you're going to let things offend you, or you can let things make you stronger in him. Do you know relationships are forged and built on difficult times and tough times? You don't grow in your relationship if you never go through anything. You don't remain, remain in, um, uh, what, what do you call it when you go? A honeymoon. You don't remain in your honeymoon stage in a marriage. Because your marriage will not survive in the honeymoon stage. You build relationship when you go through things. When that baby first comes out, if you're a parent, you just watch looking at that beautiful face and you're loving it. It's like the best thing. Until those nights roll around and that baby's screaming like it's a madman. Like something that is not my child. They switched child somewhere. And that child is screaming at the top of his voice, you can't control it. And then when that child gets to the terrible twos, you think it was switched again or alien abduction took place. And then you go through these other stages of child growth, the tween stage, and then the teenager stage. But all those help build relationships. 
Can I tell you what you go through in your walk with God and with the people of God? God positioned his soul that they had to be crammed into this ark with nothing but animals and family. And it tested them and it tried them. But one thing remained sure. They said, I'm staying in the ark. I got a message for you this morning, church. No matter what it takes, if you're not on board, get on board. And if you're on board, stay on board. Won't you lift up your hands to him right now? Come on right now. We're just going to pray just for a few minutes. Somebody take someone else by the hand or by the shoulder if it's appropriate. Amen. Somebody nearby you, maybe in the same aisle, same pew. Let's just pray one for another. Come on, let's encourage our brothers and our sisters. If somebody's not nearby you and your same pew, just stretch forth somewhere. Come on. We're going to pray one for another just for a few minutes. I want you to tell your neighbor, stay on board. Come on. Tell somebody else, stay on board. Come on, I want you to ask somebody, are you on board? Come on, are you on board? Look at him. I want you to ask him, are you on board? Come on. Come on, are you on board? Stay on board. Get on board and stay on board. Come on, we can make it together. I said we can make it together. It's only one church. It's only one way. It's only one door. It's one plan. Stay on board. In Jesus' name. Come on, no matter how difficult it may get, how dark, storm is going to blow, winds are going to blow. Come on, somebody make that mind up. It doesn't look pretty from the outside. Everyone else in the world is saying, don't get on board that hard. You're going to stand out being different. Come on, in Jesus' name. Somebody get on board. Stay on board. 